This is The Blueprint, brought to you by Executive Platforms. Hello again, everyone. You're listening to another episode of Executive Platform's Blueprint podcast series. My name is Jeff Mix. I'm head of content and research. My guest today is Justin Foley. He's a vice president uh, with C.H. Robinson. Uh, we're going to have a fantastic conversation about some of the challenges shippers are facing and some of the opportunities they have to uh, do better in a crisis. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Justin, thank you so much for joining me today. Jeff, you're welcome. It's great to be here. Justin, what are some of the ways that shippers can build supply chain resiliency while facing pressures to reduce cost and do more with less? It's, it's a lot to ask. It certainly is. And, and really, it's a great question. You know, mitigating risk and really driving business continuity are two really important things for the shippers that we work with. Uh, there are two ways that we see shippers have responded to, to really uh, building their supply chain resiliency and, and really mitigating risk. The first is the development of cross-functional teams. So it really goes to organizational design and how they leverage both their internal teams and the makeup of those teams across multiple functions with also augmentation through global control towers through third parties. So that's one way that we've seen that uh, companies can mitigate risk by really leveraging and augmenting the resources they have within their own internal supply chain operations and planning teams with those resources and the logistics expertise that are a really a managed services provider or lead logistics can pro provider can provide through uh, the logistics expertise and talent that they have within their global control towers. The second way that we've seen that uh, shippers can, can mitigate risk and really build supply chain resiliency is through the adoption of modern tech. And an example of that would be through uh, real-time uh, visibility uh, platforms uh, that enable collaboration between suppliers and carriers and and shippers and, and really the whole ecosystem that's involved in, in managing inventory at rest and inventory in motion. You know, you said a mouthful there, and I think there's a lot we can get into. I'd like to break this up into just a couple of quick follow-ups. Sure. Um, the first one, you know, the pressure to adapt faster and overcome these new pressures while dealing with competition and, you know, shortage of supply chain talent, it can feel pretty overwhelming. When supply chain executives are talking to you about this, what advice do you have for them? Yeah, I mean, it, it really can be. And I think the key thing that, you know, I hear often is the, um, is, is the requirement to really create a center of excellence in terms of their supply chain operations teams globally, particularly with fragmented uh, supply chain operations and companies that are moving from a legacy environment of fragmentation as something that has more consistent global standards. And so the, really the development of a center of excellence is, is key. Uh, and we hear that that's something that uh, from a managed services perspective, a lot of our shippers are looking for us to work with uh, and work within the, the standards that those teams set. Secondly, uh, when we look at um, the, the ability to be able to adapt quickly and move faster uh, and respond to the market, uh, there's this statement of staff augmentation and what that really means. And, and there are various models to achieve that when you don't have the expertise and the talent uh, whether it's dealing with tactical um, transportation operational execution day to day, or whether it's dealing with more strategic um, supply chain initiatives that can really drive continuous improvement in cost management programs. And so really having that ability to be able to flex to an operating model that provides you with that augmentation um, within your own COE, as well as your operations teams to do both the tactical, but also the strategic is an important capability that a lot of companies come to us for and shippers come to us for to, to help resolve. We were also talking earlier about a financial pressure. And of course, you know, 
system redesign has always sort of been about cost optimization, and I, I don't think that is going away anytime soon. How would you suggest shippers reduce the financial and customer impacts from global disruption? Yeah, I mean, there, there are a couple of ways that we see that shippers have done this and responded to it, uh, particularly, uh, you know, during the pandemic and post-pandemic. And, and the first is by, by really addressing visibility, uh, visibility of both cost and visibility of freight movement within their networks. And so really providing that visibility and that real-time traceability and, and access to uh, all of their ecosystem, whether you know, they be their supplier network or uh, their carriers, but, but really monitoring and managing visibility of freight in motion uh, and at rest. Um, there's a second way that we've seen uh, companies address this as well, and that's through really the adoption of consistent global process management standards and really executing to, to those process standards. And I've mentioned you know, the importance of standards of excellence, but also you know, when you think through the idea that um, there is a, a lot of consistency that can be driven to, to, to enable cost efficiency and to drive cost uh, management and savings uh, within, within the operation of the supply chain. This is something that we see a lot of our shippers are looking for. I appreciate CH Robinson already has thousands of partners and, and helps a lot of organizations with their supply chains. You know, from your perspective and your opinion, what should shippers be thinking about when they're looking for a 4PL partner? That's a really good question. And I think uh, if I was to break it down into, into three basic things, I would, I would firstly start with the idea that start with your people, understand uh, where you're at in terms of the maturation of your existing logistics team and what additional capabilities are required from that team as they develop and as your business develops. So every business evolves, every business is subject to continuous change and really growth. And this is where those changing needs and changing market situations can drive the requirement for talent that may not necessarily exist within your four walls. Uh, it could be that you have a plan to develop that talent over time. But in the meantime, there are managed services providers such as CH Robinson's managed services division that enables you to supplement that talent, to bring in the tactical operations teams, but also to bring in and layer on top of those teams continuous improvement uh, supply chain solution experts. And those are the individuals that are really going to help lift uh, the overall expertise and the talent uh, of your own organization over time. And we generally see that uh, with most of our shippers from years three through five. That's really when you see that inflection point once you've stabilized the existing environment, driven some step change in terms of cost savings, and then started on the path, that journey to a whole suite of, of cost management initiatives that, that are just rolling initiatives across the organization. Um, I think process management as a second key ingredient is, is really important. So really operating to standards, uh, ensuring compliance of your carrier network, ensuring compliance of your own teams, your logistics teams, your fulfillment, your warehousing, uh, and then your manufacturing team. So really thinking about all of the cross-functional domains within your supply chain and ensuring that there is consistency and the availability of core process standards for all of those teams to interoperate together. Um, and then I think, you know, thirdly, it really comes down to having the tech. So having some modern tech that's digital, that gives you uh, the ability to be able to provide uh, really a face to your, your shippers and your carriers of uh, the managed services that are being enabled. Uh, but at the same time, tech that gives you uh, that consistency in terms of managing the core processes from what we call source to settle. Uh, and as we think about that, that means talking about procurement of carriers. It means talking about order management capture processes that are standard execution and planning processes for transportation orders and load planning, 
and then full track and trace and visibility options as well as freight payment and settlement. And, and those core processes are really key to driving uh, consistency in terms of operating the supply chain uh, from a logistics standpoint, but at the same time, giving you the ability then as a platform to be able to take that single global instance that you have, operate your global control tower network of logistics expertise, both within your own four walls, as well as what could be supplemented through managed services. And so those three key ingredients are, are really critical. A global TMS, um, a single instance to, to run and operate your, your TMS operations, uh, logistics operations and supply chain, both for inbound as well as for outbound, any mode, any region, um, and really uh, to provide you with consistent process execution uh, as you interface with your suppliers uh, on an inbound perspective, as you interface with your distribution network of uh, uh, channels and, and also partners, and at the same time to be able to enable um, the ability to be able to execute with your associates in a way that drives uh, your associate stickiness with your organization and drives their career and talent. And that, that's through the staff augmentation statement of what the logistic expertise is that's provisioned through a managed services provider such as CH Robinson's managed services division. I mean, there's a lot of great content in here and I just wanna make very sure that we have maybe some specifics and I would love to put like a hypothetical to you and we can walk through Please, something. Yeah, so ahead. let's imagine uh, I'm an EVP of supply chain from a, a mid-sized retailer and uh, you know, we were brick and mortar. We're obviously moving into e-commerce because that's where the world is going. We sure. were moving into new markets and COVID hit, everything got disrupted. I'm now on the far side of a pandemic and I feel very under-resourced and I have made the pitch to senior management, like we need a 4PL, we need a partner to make this happen. What does getting started look like? How are you going to not just help the day-to-day, -day, because of course that's part of it, but you are really enabling that next step in the strategy, that next step in building out the network so that the, the next years of growth are going to be good. Could you walk us through what that would look like? Sure, I, I think you know some of the initial uh, parts of the discussion really would center around the people and the current uh, inventory of talent, competencies, and skills that you have. Uh, acknowledging what they are and what they aren't is the stepping stone to then saying, you know, from a, uh, a process execution standpoint, what sort of scorecard would you give yourselves? And so we're looking to work with uh, our shippers to, to evaluate what that scorecard is and then look at where the gaps are potentially in terms of uh, execution and, and also in terms of where we can see some, some cost management opportunities to help drive a more resilient network, but at the same time to, to really surface those those, uh, those savings. And so those would be the first three steps, really, you know, an assessment, a supply chain assessment of what, what the network is, uh, what the current talent pool looks like, uh, how that's being uh, executed, what that scorecard looks like, and then looking at where we desire collaboratively what that, you know, that first phase state of uh, iteration as we continue on the journey over multiple years would, would be. And I completely appreciate C.H. Robinson. It's a long-term ongoing relationship. Once, once that partnership is sure. there, it, it's long-term. Um, in terms of, again, putting myself in the position of that supply chain executive who does feel under-resourced, when we get to pull the trigger on this, and is it going to be enterprise-wide? Do we pick like a pilot project? How do we scale our relationship from go to go everywhere? Yeah, I, I think it, it, the answer varies depending on really what the um, competitive pressures are, but also where the, where the opportunity exists to really help um, 
optimize that, that, that part of the network. So it typically may look like the outbound side of the network from a distribution perspective. Uh, it could be surface uh, transportation, uh, truckload, less than truckload, intermodal. It's really looking at what those cost optimization opportunities look like, um, where we can see the, the immediate impact uh, that, that we can bring to, to your network in terms of just getting loads optimized in terms of network design and really getting that network to operate for you with your carriers as well. The other part of it is, you know, it could be your inbound supply network. At, at this point, you know, we're working with a lot of companies around supply management and supply network redesign. And part of that discussion is, is, is really looking at their supply base and the evolution of that supply base. And you know, that, that brings together the whole concept of, you know, what the supply planning side of this looks like and, and really where the logistics uh, expertise is, should it be sitting with your suppliers or it should be managed outside of your suppliers? And so typically we're looking at ways to optimize the transportation logistics uh, decisioning that's being made typically within the supply base to be able to manage that for your suppliers on your behalf at the same time manage that supply drawdown, that, that, those POs and, and just managing and really correlate those two things so that you've really got a, a, a very optimized inbound network. Um, from the outbound side of things, I mean, we'd be looking at um, demand planning and, and, and really what, what the impact is in terms of it could be an aftermarket uh, uh, VP of manufacturing that's or supply chain that's responsible really for you know, the stock levels within uh, their distribu distribution network of aftermarket dealers ensuring that, that really that supply of remanufactured aftermarket product is available in that supply chain. So it really depends, depends on what's, where the opportunity is for, for partnership, but, but you know, we typically iterate across multiple phases. And so we'll start off with a core, uh, a core implementation to a certain number of facilities, uh, origin destination pairs, where we think that there can be some immediate impact uh, and of course, that, that's predicated on, on the availability of our, our customer or our shippers' resources to also partner in that initiative because it's very much a partnership. I appreciate how big C.H. Robinson is. I mean, it's, it's a global company. It's on every continent, uh, thousands, tens of thousands of employees. If I wanted to ask a question, if I wanted to uh, tap into some of the knowledge there, what is the best place to do that? Well, first and foremost, uh, hit our website, chrobinson.com, and uh, you can go to the contact us and put a request in to speak to uh, any managed services uh, divisional representative uh, anywhere in the world. Uh, you can also access uh, our managed services group through uh, any division, so whether it's our global forwarding division or our surface transportation divisions in North America or in Europe, uh, they can also uh, find you the contacts to be able to start uh, providing that consultative, uh, that framework for that discussion with, uh, with a log lead logistics representative. But that would be the, the way to get started. Um, apart from that, uh, you can find us uh, on social media, so uh, on LinkedIn uh, as well, and uh, other social channels. Well, I encourage everyone to visit that website. I, I really think of the, uh, the companies that we talk to about supply chain, I can't think of another one as big, as broad, as universal. So uh, please do visit uh, chrobinson.com and go looking for the person who can help you most because I, I'm pretty sure they work for them. <laughs> um, Justin, it has been so great picking your brain. Uh, thank you so much for your time today. 
Jeff, it's been a pleasure. I want to thank you for the opportunity and, uh, and to, to anyone that's looking for uh, logistics expertise to augment their supply chains and build a more resilient supply chain network, go to chrobinson.com. Uh, you'll be able to get uh, all the answers to your questions. And, uh, and with that, Jeff, thank you so much. Absolutely. You've been listening to another episode of Executive Platform's Blueprint Podcast Series. I've been Jeff Mix. Let's do it again soon.